Hello and welcome to the Healthy Church Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Harmon. This episode is dealing with a challenge for many of us, being a parent and being a minister. One of the things that I like to do um, in getting ready for the podcast episodes that I've recorded so far um, is I'll have the idea of where I'm going and um, go to a couple of different Facebook groups that I'm in um, and ask for some insight, some input from other people just to get different opinions. When I did for this topic, the responses were very, very overwhelming. And that's really exciting. Um, many people were talking about challenges that they faced. Many were talking about the positives. Um, and this is a very, very challenging but yet a very needed episode so i'm very excited to be sharing this and putting it together with you Um, i do want to first off encourage you to uh, join the healthy church musician facebook group Um, there i do try to do a lot of putting some of those ideas out there and uh, if you've got an idea for an upcoming episode um, or a direction to go with an episode um, please feel free to share it in there Um, I'm going to be working on some challenges and some goals from that group, Uh, just some fun stuff. So be looking forward to that um, and kind of join in. So being a parent is one of the hardest challenges in life. Uh, Whether you work a job in an office nine to five or you're a teacher or you're a minister uh, or a church musician, it's a challenge. Being a parent is a struggle uh, because not only are you responsible for yourself, (laughs) you're responsible for another or many other lives around you. Um, And thankfully, you have a spouse that, uh, God willing, is on the same page with you and will work with you as a team, but it's still a challenge to parents. So the question in all of this is, how do we do this effectively? I think that's the question that we all wrestle with? Is it something that we can balance or juggle effectively or do it well? Well, let's start with the not so positive. Um, I'm gonna share a couple quotes that were uh, were shared in, in response to my questions. Um, Wendell uh, in a Facebook group said, I've heard you don't balance it. You just sacrifice your family on the altar. Ouch. Is that really what we wanna do? Do we want to sacrifice our family? I hope not. Um, Noah um, was told, you don't sacrifice your kids enough for the church. Let's read that one one more time. You don't sacrifice your kids enough for the church. What he was being told was, you're not putting the church before your children. Wow. I would be starting to look for a different place very quickly. Um, and that was actually a comment he later shared that was coming from another young parent. Um, there's there's some challenges, obviously. Um, for me, I, I grew up with a first hand. My dad was a pastor. Um, I literally, until I graduated from college, lived right next door to the church. We lived in parsonages. Um, and one of the things, being a pastor's kid, is... Like it or not, you're in a fishbowl. You're constantly being watched. You're constantly being judged, rightly or wrongly. Um, and my dad did a good job of putting the church first. 
Um, that was his calling. Um, and he was there for us as a family. Um, would it, looking back on it now, would I have liked to have him around more? Absolutely. Uh, but he was there. Um, he took me to baseball games growing up. He was, he was always around to, to help me when I needed it. And growing up and becoming a parent myself, that was probably one of the biggest things that I wrestled with and I struggled with was I know that that was the model that I experienced. And I know myself and I know that I can be easily distracted by work, um, very much a workaholic. And how do I best balance that? How do I make all of this work? Now the pros of it were, uh, pros of being a pastor's kid was that I was blessed to live literally next door to the church. As a young musician, that was a blessing. Um, because, well, as a young organist, um, I could go practice at 5.30 in the morning if I wanted to. Because all I had to do was walk next door. And the organ was right there and nobody else was using it. I was also having the opportunities to grow in my faith. Um, because for us as a family, it wasn't a question of whether we were going to church. It was an expectation. Um, and, and the church was important to us as a family. And so that's been instilled in me from a young, young, young age on. And my prayer is for my girls, uh, they're nine and six and a half, that, that that's the same way for them. Um, I already see it uh, for them, and, and I pray that that continues to grow. <clears throat> So let's, let's start off this with expectations. And we're going to dive into three different kinds of expectations. The first one's our expectation of ourself. The second one is the expectations of our congregation and our pastors and, and the teams that we work with. And then the expectations from our kids. So the expectations of ourselves. Really, I think a lot of it is we expect ourselves to be super parent and super minister of course the reality is we aren't going to be able to do either we don't have superpowers sad right but what we have to do is we have to set boundaries be intentional in what we do and make our children and our spouses our priority there may be times where we have to miss an activity for our children because of our schedules but we have to do our best to not let that be the norm so in my case, I know that Wednesday nights I have rehearsals and they're usually till about nine o'clock at night and that's after my girls go to bed. So I know that Wednesday night's out, but Monday night, well, Monday's my day off. So I'm going to make sure that I do my best that Monday night and Saturday night and Sunday night as well and Friday night, uh, or at least as much as I can, that I'm there to get them to bed to read stories, to give them kisses, to tuck them in, to do all of those things. So it really comes down to how best do we balance our time? How well do we prioritize our time? And how well do we partner with our spouse? Because it can't be one or the other. It's got to be both working together. And in marriage, in being married and having children, um, you work together. And that's 
the best way to make it happen. Um, my wife's been working on her master's degree in theology for the past two years. So she's had a little bit more of a busier schedule and she's also had to be working full time. And so I've had a lot more family stuff on my plate the last couple of years with the girls. And I don't mind that at all. Um, and now she's almost done. And so her schedule is getting a little bit more flexible. And so that is now going to start to balance out a little bit more, which is great because the girls need their mom just as much as they need me. So <clears throat> what do we do? How do we make this time, this priority balance thing work? Well, I think if we have to work when we're home, obviously the optimal is you leave your work at church, which well, the reality is for most of us, that's not going to happen, right? I mean, our minds are constantly thinking, at least mine is, um, can't hardly listen to music without thinking how much that would go in this service or how this would work here or anything like that. <clears throat> and so if we do have to work, when we're at home, work when they're sleeping or napping, um, when my girls were little, that would be my time to get things done. My wife would nap and I would, I would sit down and try to get as much as I could knocked out uh, because that was the time that they were sleeping. So it wasn't that I was missing anything, but it was a time that I could be optimal with. Um, Bill said in, in Facebook group, uh, you must set strong boundaries. Worship leaders tend to really love what they do and want to keep getting bigger, better, and give more. These are not bad things, except when they become excuses for being late for dinner, missing the kids' bedtimes or soccer games, or neglecting date nights with the spouse. At some point, we must say this, the idea, service order, chart, scripture reading, whatever, is very good. I've done what I've been asked to do, and while I would like to do more, I will not do it and sacrifice my family time. See, the thing is, we have two callings. The first calling is being a spouse and a parent. The second calling is ministry. And if we're not effectively ministering to and caring for our children and our spouse, we cannot be effective ministers to anyone else. I'm going to say that one more time. If we're not ministering effectively to our spouse and our children and caring for them in the way that they need, we cannot minister effectively to other people around us. And it's so easy because we want to do our best. We're, we're working for God, right? So, I mean, there's, there's this heavy burden on our shoulders, or at least we feel that way, that it has to be the best that we can do. Yes, absolutely. I am not saying don't slack on the time needed to prepare. But if it comes at the expense of missing your child's soccer game or putting your child to bed every night. Now, granted, like I said, I have rehearsals on Wednesday nights, so I, I know I'm not going to be home to put the girls to bed. That's an understood thing. That's something that we've worked on. But if it's an excuse that I say, I have something going on this night, this night, this night, this night, this night, and I put all that on my wife, that's being neglectful of my responsibilities. It's being neglectful of my calling. 
plain and simple. Now, one of the great things that we have the opportunity to do is to involve our children in our ministry. And I think that's so important uh, because, you know, a lot of times parents have jobs that kids don't get to see what they do, right? Or understand what they do. If you're a CPA or you're an accountant, you work with numbers. Okay. Your child's not really going to quite understand that. Um, I make music. My girls love music. They always have. They've grown up around it, obviously. Um, so there have been times where I've needed to practice the organ and I've needed to have them with me. Well, they can sit and listen. And what usually happens, uh, initially it starts with them watching on their Kindle, but then they get bored with that. And they choose to start dancing. And they dance in church while I'm practicing. And that makes it a little harder for me to concentrate, but it makes my heart so full of joy because I'm watching my children hear music and respond to it in their own unique way and in their own worshiping powerful way um, and also you know it gives them ownership and, and a partnership in it and I think that's so important uh, that was that was a lot of the comments from uh, the Facebook groups that I posted in that you know it's it's involving your kids allowing them to be a part of what you're doing um, so that they can develop their gifts and they can develop their own unique identities because you know like i said at the beginning like it or not our, our children are in a fishbowl they're known um, they're known good or bad <laughs> because there are children because we are visible to the congregation um, our children are known and their behavior is sometimes a reflection of our parenting, right? Um, and so that leads into this idea of what do our churches expect of us? What are our, our pastors and, and the teams we serve on? What is, what is their expectation of us? Are you to be on call 24-7? Gosh, I hope not. Um, because obviously that's very unhealthy for many, many reasons. Well, it's, it's kind of the same thing as the expectation we put on ourselves, right? Um, in a lot of cases, our, church, our churches and, and our pastors and those around us expect us to be super parents and super ministers. Obviously, again, that's not reality. Um, and I hope and I pray that you're at a congregation that supports and encourages you to be a parent first. I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, to be in a congregation that is just very supportive and encouraging. Um, my schedule is, is flexible. Um, so, you know, like I said, with having uh, to do a little bit more with, with uh, responsibilities with the girls the last couple of years, um, I picked them up from school. Well, I could leave at whenever I needed to to go get them, and then I would typically turn around and come back. Um, and they could do their homework or... Um, read a book while I was working and, and they'd be in the office and they'd be quiet and, and I was encouraged um, because there are uh, other parents that have young children on staff uh, that I serve with and they do the same thing um, and it's encouraged that you know if the child's sick well take a sick day if you if your schedule allows it you know if you feel able to and uh, and, and be with them and care for them um, so I, I'm so thankful for that. And 
the, the congregation I serve has lots and lots of young families with, with young children. And so um, when my wife and I visited four and a half years ago, that was one of the things that just absolutely drew us to this church was just seeing the amount of children and realizing that this was a place where our girls would be loved, would be welcomed, would be encouraged, and would be supported. And it's just been so amazing to see. Um, for example, this week um, had my music camp, and so my girls have been able to participate in that. Um, they would anyway because they are my children, but they love music, and so it's just been great this week to see them uh, participate and worship and sing and dance and uh, do so many different things, and it's just it's just made my heart so full. So what about if you're at a church that that's not a reality um, like what Wendell and Noah talked about earlier where that uh, sacrificing your family is more of the expectation what do you do I mean one answer would be leave but maybe that's not quite the answer because maybe God's calling us to step up and be a little bit more vocal about realizing that there are boundaries and so maybe that's what your calling is is to say pastor congregation leadership there has to be a balance because my calling isn't just to be the worship leader the organist the choir director the music director whatever your role is my calling is also to be a parent and to be a spouse and that is so important because I can't tell you how many stories I've heard, uh, and and you probably have too, of, of families whose children grow up and aren't a part of the church because they were pastor's kids or because they were uh, church musician's kids or whatever the case is, or the resentment that comes out of all that. That's not what we want. That's not what God wants. God wants us to serve him with a joyful heart. Yes, absolutely. And God wants us to serve him fully and completely. Yes. But we're also called to love and serve our family and care for them. And so we have to figure out what that balance is and where those boundaries are. And really for each person in each situation, that has to be a decision that you make with your spouse, that you sit down and figure out what your schedule is, that you work together. Yes, there will be times where your schedule will change. Um, you'll have funerals that come up. You'll have events that come up. You'll have meetings that come up. But if you're working together and you're communicating, if you have a shared calendar, that's huge. Uh, my wife and I started doing that a couple of years ago, and that's made life so much easier. But if I remember to put something on the calendar, she can see it. And she puts events on the calendars for the girls, and uh, or for her, and, and I see that so we can plan and coordinate. So it's not a matter of, oh yeah, you were supposed to do this. Because if I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember. It's not that I'm forgetful, it's just that I'm juggling a lot of different things. And I know that sounds like a really bad excuse, but it's the truth. So being able to see it and come back to it and coordinate and plan, 
those things make all the difference. The final one, what do your kids expect of you? Well, that's simple. Your kids just want your love. They want you there. They want you to be there. They want you to spend time with them. They want to know that you're a priority. They're a priority. Not you. They, they're a priority. Uh, this afternoon, I was working on, actually working on my outline for this podcast. And my youngest daughter was so excited because she wanted to play me a song, which was just her singing in rhythm. And I said, okay. So I finished the sentence that I was working on or the idea I was working on. And I said, okay, let's, let's go. You show me. I could have said, wait until I get this completely done. And that would have been another five minutes and she probably would have moved on to something else. But she was so excited and she wanted to do this. She wanted an audience. So she gathered all three of us up so we could, could watch. And it was just a short little song. It was about two minutes of my time. But to see the smile on her face, because I took the time and said, you know what? What I'm doing right now is not as important as you. Two minutes. That's it. To make her smile, to make her happy. To give her encouragement, to give her love. That's my job as a parent. Plain and simple, that's our jobs as parents. Is to love, to encourage, to teach, to care for, and to bless our children. And I think by being music directors, music ministers, church musicians, whatever our role is, we have such a great opportunity to be blessing our children, to be encouraging them. I mean, how powerful, you know it, the power that comes from connecting God's word and God's truth to music. Those two things blended together are just beyond words. And we have the opportunity to, to share that with our children. Not only us singing to them or making music for them, but singing with them and making music with them and teaching them and loving them and caring for them. That's all our kids expect of us. I mean, I look back for me and think about when I was a child. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to spend time with my dad. He passed away a year ago in March. And even now, I would love to have five minutes with him again. But that's the thing, is that the time that we have is so important. The time that we have, we don't know how much we have. And so we have to make the most of every moment that we have with our children. So while, yes, planning, preparing, writing, whatever it is, it's important, no doubt about it. What's going to be more lasting, more powerful, more connecting is to be caring for and pouring into our children. So I know we've just scratched the surface of this conversation. There's a whole lot more we can do. And definitely, this is a topic that I'll be coming back to. It's extremely important for us. Taking a good long look in the mirror and seeing what we're called to do, not only as ministers, 
but also as parents. So like I said earlier, um, join my Facebook group. It's a Healthy Church Musician Podcast. Um, you can be part of the conversation. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give it a rating if you would. That would be awesome. Um, if you've got any ideas, if you're not a social media user, that's okay. Um, you can email me, H-A-R-M-A-N-N-Y music at yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to just share encouragement, uh, share thoughts, ideas, uh, I'd really appreciate it. It's a little crazy when you just kind of record yourself talking in a room and throw it out there into the ether and pray that somebody's actually hearing it. I've gotten responses and I am so thankful for that. Uh, it's my prayer that I'm using the experiences and knowledge that I have, limited as it may be, uh, to give encouragement, to give help, uh, to do whatever I can to help you be the, the best and the healthiest that you can, not only in ministry, uh, but personally as well. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for the gift of children. While they are challenges in many ways, they bring us so much joy. They remind us of that love and care that you give to us, that unconditional love. That no matter what happens, we know that we are loved and our children know that they are loved as well. Help us to use that time that you have given us as effectively and as positively as we can to make our children a priority, to love them, to care for them, to encourage them, to bless them, and in turn, be blessed by them as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.